You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everybody. It's so great to be here with you this morning. Um, we're taping the show. It's actually uh, Friday morning, the 12th of uh, February, and uh, this will appear um, after Valentine's Day. We did that especially for you. Monday's President's Day, so uh, we are going to tape this morning's program, and it's going to be a very interesting program, as always. we got a really nice uh, mixture of, of guests here this morning. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ab- abolition of the death penalty. We'll talk, uh, then after that, uh, we'll make a transition to talk about, come back here to Illinois and talk with Anthony Holter, who's the director of Empower Illinois, talk about the scholarship tax credit program and what's going on with that. And then after that, we're going to talk to a downstate lawmaker. He is has an interesting bill. He's from Tutopolis, and he's going to talk about tax credits for uh, donations to crisis pregnancy centers, something I think that is a great idea. And then finally, we'll wrap up with the, uh, the, the, the what is it, the, uh, what's the fourth place hitter in baseball? I'm losing my train of thought. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> it really needs to be baseball season. So the uh, cleanup hitter, Gino Fernandez, who's going to talk about uh, uh, the uh, – uh, the gratitude fund that they uh, established here, the archdiocese, to help out um, uh, teachers and and the employees of Catholic schools. So with that, maybe I should uh, just stop ad-libbing things and get right to the subject matter here. Uh, our first guest is uh, we're very privileged to have with us this morning, uh, Chrisanne Villanacourt Murphy. I hope I didn't uh, cut up her name too much. She is the executive director of the Catholic Mobilizing Network, and um, she's going to talk to us a little bit about um, some positive developments here on um, possibly abolishing the death penalty. Uh, Chrisanne, are you with us? I am. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you uh, your tongue is not as tied as much as mine this morning. I seem to be a hard time talking here. So maybe I'll just <laughs> let you, you, you do the talking, and I'll ask the questions. How's that? That sounds good to me. Chrisanne, so um, I think, you know, uh, geez, I think the theme of our program here today is like uh, arrow pointing up on a, a lot of these topics. Um, so, you know, the death penalty has been around with us a long time, and, and I know the Catholic mobilizing network that you lead has been um, very involved with trying to abolish the death penalty. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, we have a new president, obviously President Biden, and I was surprised to read, and I shouldn't be, that he is the first president to publicly oppose abolition of the death penalty. Is that true? Yeah, That's that is interesting. true. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those things I thought, geez, really? Huh. Uh, well, yeah. right. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's it can be confusing because we know that before this most recent execution spree at the federal level under the Trump administration, it had been 17 years since there had been any executions right. at the federal level. But in all of those cases, with all of those Republican and Democrat presidents before in those 17 years, you know, they didn't do anything. They simply didn't set federal execution dates, but they did never declared an official moratorium or anything. And so fast forward to our current President Biden, you know, he's he's 
openly and publicly stated that he's opposed to the death penalty. He sees it connected to racial violence and poverty and a broken criminal justice system. And um, and he would like to take steps to abolish it. So we're going to try to help him take those concrete steps uh, in in his presidency. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I think that's admirable of him. I, I wish he would tie it to a continuum of life. <laughs> that would be helpful, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's a little weak on that, uh, on, on, on those issues. But um, at least at this portion, and maybe we can uh, we, we will show him the path forward. Uh, about other aspects of his position on life issues, that would be that would be really great if this would, that would lead to this. Um, that'd even be better. Um, tell yeah. us a little about. Um, so I guess, I guess as I see it, there's sort of two paths here. Um, the president, uh, we're grateful that he's uh, opposed to the death penalty, and he has some powers he can do via his office uh, administratively. Yep. But I think you also have another path forward, which is kind of a, a sort of a grassroots movement and, and getting uh, hopefully people to sign petitions to urge for abolition of death penalty. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you're right. There are two paths. I mean, right now we're just talking about a death penalty in the federal law, okay. right? So there's the path of working on and, you know, declaring a moratorium um, or doing any number of things that the president can do in his power. He can commute sentences of those who are on the federal death row. There's 50-some people there. Um, he can also not set any execution dates, which, of course, we expect of this president. Um, he can officially declare a moratorium, which says, you know, not on my watch will we mm-hmm. have any executions. And that's different from just passively not setting any. It's actually you have to declare officially, and that's put in writing, and you make public statements about, um, you know, declaring an official moratorium, much mm-hmm. like was done in three states currently. We have uh, California and Oregon and Pennsylvania that are under governor-imposed moratoriums. Yep. So so there's that part of it. And then there's also kind of the the political will that the president can, um, can you know, put toward working with Congress and stating that it's a priority for him to see this move in Congress. And that's where we have some interesting movement happening right now as well. I mean, there has been some symbolic bills in the U.S. Congress in years past. They weren't moving anywhere. They had no legs, as people in Washington say. say. Um, But interestingly, and this is where it comes back to Illinois, um, Senator Dick Durbin joined Representative uh, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts recently, and they went into a House and Senate combined bill that now, so in both, in both, um, the, you know, the House and the mm-hmm. Senate, there are, there are bills that are saying that they want to abolish the death penalty. And as you know, Senator Dick Durbin is the majority whip yep. now. So that's a pretty prominent position. And he, um, you know, he's putting in his hat in that rink um, pretty publicly as well. So we are, we're working on um, helping those bills get Republican sponsors. I know the, the you know U.S. Bishops Conference is doing the same. So we're really trying to push that along in Congress as well. That that's great. Um, I, I, I I'd be interested to hear your your opinion on this. Um, my sense is that in the public writ large, and I say this more. I mean, Illinois, as you know, we did this. Uh, we, we did yeah. the route you just mentioned. We had a moratorium under Governor Ryan, um, who actually ran for governor, supportive of the death penalty. But when he got in his office, uh, he, he, had, he 
granted one execution and, and just couldn't bring himself to do it again and kind of had this sort of epiphany, yeah. if you will, and it's very dramatic. And I think he was even up for a Nobel Peace Prize at one point in time. And uh, so anyway, you know, that's what we did. And then we abolished it legislatively. Um, I, I, so I'm, I'm in a state that, that does not support the death penalty. Um, so maybe I'm a little biased, but my sense is nationally, I just saw Virginia, there was movement in Virginia to abolish the death penalty. And I think, yeah. nas- I think nationally, I think we're, the arrow, as I said, is pointing up for us in terms of our, uh, advocacy efforts and the culture in general, not supporting the death penalty. Am I overreading it or am I reading too much into that? No, I think you're absolutely reading the the mm-hmm. signs of of the times. I mean, that's where it, it it was confusing to people to see it was the aberration of these 13 executions that we just saw at the federal level right. again under the Trump administration. They pushed it forward in 7 months. It was an absolute, you know, train wreck. It was death and destruction on display. It was traumatic. Yeah. frankly. Um, but that is an aberration that has not happened in many, many years. And um, and so I think that we what we've seen in the states the, with the moratoriums, with the repeals of the death penalty in the last even 10 years, mm-hmm. I mean, we're clearly moving in a direction toward abolition. So um, Virginia is hugely significant. I mean, we've been working in Virginia for many years doing education and advocacy and you know, praying, vigils, any number of kind of ways to raise up the profile of this issue. There's two people currently sitting on Virginia's death mm. row. Um, but finally, this legislative session, there were bills put forth in the in the state legislature and both in the House and Senate. They voted to repeal Governor Northam, mm-hmm. uh, the current governor of Virginia, has already said that he will sign those bills. So they're Right this moment in the middle of reconciling, you know how they have to do that between both houses and they're reconciling those bills and they will present it to the governor and sign it very soon. So that's now number 23 for states that have yet that have repealed the death penalty. And when you think about the fact that Virginia was the the head of the Confederacy, it has so Mm -hmm. many ties to lynching, to slavery Um, and the fact that they were next to Texas, you know, just prolific in executions. Um, so the fact that they've seen the light, they've moved in a positive direction. And this is the first state in the South to do so. So we're hoping right. that it continues mm-hmm. this domino uh, effect. What we see across the land, we hope, will move south and um, and really make that progress towards yeah. final abolition in this country. Yeah, I think we're getting there. So what can listeners do? Uh, I think I'd mentioned, I think you have a petition going on. What's the, what's the best yeah. way to, for people to do? Because, you know, like I said, we're in a state where, um, you know, th- there is no usage of the death penalty. What, what What's the best thing for people to do here? Right. Well, I, I just want to commend your state. You've already mentioned it, you know, what Illinois did. It's something that we hope will happen to many other states. Hope it'll happen at the federal level. Um, you all are coming upon an important anniversary because your death penalty repeal bill was signed into law March 9th of 2011. So this is a 10-year anniversary for you all. Um, but that strong, mobilized, persistent Catholic voice for an end to the death penalty is what we need to, you know, we keep we need to keep moving across the country with this cacophony of voices. So right now, right before um, President Biden came into office. We had launched a petition saying to him, we're so glad that you're openly opposed to the death penalty. 
Um, but we need you to take concrete steps. So anyone <laughs> now do something across the, anyone <laughs> yeah. across the country can can sign the petition urging him to declare a moratorium, to commute the federal death row, and then to use his political will and his energy to work with Congress to remove it from the federal statutes. And then, you know, and, and potentially incentivize states to, yeah. to follow suit. So there are things that he can do. So definitely signing our petition at catholicsmobilizing.org. The, the petition to President Biden is right on the homepage. But then, you know, for folks who I would imagine some listeners are, you know, people who are in the pews, uh, people who are, you know, involved in their church ministries, these are, these are ways that we can educate people, not just that we oppose the death penalty, right. but we want to seek something different. We want to live out our missionary discipleship um, in, in more healing and reconciling ways. So when there's harm, when there's violence, we can respond in a proactive, healing kind of way with restorative justice. Yep. So we have mm-hmm. lots of education materials and you know, small group materials about what restorative justice is, again, so we can live into our discipleship. Um, in the Pope's recent encyclical, he talks about, Fratelli Tutti, he talks about restorative justice and healing harms and how we do that in a Catholic way. He also talks about not stepping back from this position that the Church has, that the death penalty is inadmissible. So people need to know what the Catechism says now. It's been revised in the last couple of years. We need to keep educating folks about how ending the death penalty is part of our pro-life teaching of the church. And then we need to show others, especially folks in Illinois, need to say, hey, we've done it here. Mm-hmm. How about you folks in, say, Mississippi or Alabama? Um, you know, we need to encourage others to, to follow suit. I think that's great advice. Um, I should add that we have been involved here at the Catholic Conference on some legislative proposals focusing on restorative justice, not for the types of crimes that Chris Ann is talking about, but for lower level crimes. We're starting mm-hmm. there and trying to build up some confidence in the system. There's a, a kind of a famous program here that Father David Kelly runs. Um, oh, yeah. At Precious Blood. And so we're, we're focused on that. And so there, there's some good work going on here on that topic. And the other point I'd like to make, and I think you make an excellent point, too, is, you know, and I know this, this for some people, these are, are controversial words, but, you know, there is a consistent ethic of life here. And if we can yeah. tie these two together as Catholics, we come across as our, our message is that we, we stand for life no matter what stage of development it is or or what acts maybe some of us have committed. And I think that's that's a nice unifying message, if you will, um, for all of us going forward. Um, and I think that way we, we, we all win and, and we're fighting, we're arguing, we're advancing evangelizing our points in a clear, concise message tied to the, as you can mention, tied to the catechism. Truly. We say here at Catholic Mobilizing that, that no matter the harm one has caused or suffered, yep. they deserve an opportunity for redemption. And that we can model that as Catholics, that we believe that to be true. So when it comes to division, when it comes to harm, when it comes to violence, how we respond says a lot about how we see the value of life and the sacred dignity of human persons. Chris, Chris so can, I, you give, can you give the Catholic Mobilizing Network uh, the, how, to, how people can access the uh, petition one more time? Absolutely. CatholicsMobilizing.org, and it's right on the homepage. We have all sorts of the petition and then all sorts of resources for folks to get further involved.
Great. Chris Ann, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I'm glad you did the bulk of the talking so I didn't have to. Uh, so, so it worked out well on this cold. It's, it's really cold here. Maybe that's my problem. Chris Ann, uh, Murphy, have a good day. thank you very much uh, for joining us, talking about the abolition of the death penalty. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back with Anthony Holter. He's the executive director of Empower Illinois, uh, hopefully a name that many of our listeners are familiar with. He's going to talk to us about the scholarship tax credit. Don't go away. We'll be right back.